there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of For All the Lonely Souls. My name's Erica. Today's episode is another book review. This will be the second book review that I've done for this podcast. I'm always working on myself. So whatever I find that's valuable and little snippets of things that have helped tweak my outlook to support me as a whole human being, I always love to share with people. So Today's book review, it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. I read her first You Are a Badass book a couple years ago when I was in California, and I really just vibed with everything she was saying, and I saw that she came out with a money-based book, and Money and I have had a sticky relationship, so I felt the need that I need to get this in control. How on earth can I even get this in control? Um... And what does it look like for me? Because all of us are so different. We all work in different ways and we're good at different things and suck at a bunch of other things. But making money should be, at least for me, in a way that brings me joy, makes me feel good about myself, and I'm supporting people as a whole. But beyond that, I realized that a lot of my money issues came from my own issues that I held within my mind. Um... So this episode essentially is called Your Internal World Equals Your External World. Everything that I have been growing through the past couple of months, everything internal for me, I had learned based off of things that I put in my life. Everything was mirrored back at me. So when I was a child, I would see certain things I would internally feel something and I would associate that whatever that feeling is internally, it would be exposed again in my external world. But for this more specifically, it's more about who you are as a human being reflects everything else outside in the world that is beyond your control. Your emotions, you are you, you who you are as a person is defining of you but everything is about who you become in this process of being human so I had to step outside the money aspect just for a little bit when I was reading this and really hone in on areas of my life that have been really holding me back from just being okay with having cash in my pocket or saving money but still enjoying my life how to hold on to money more effectively because Jared and I have gone through some extreme swings in every area of our life the past eight years almost that we've known each other. We've gone through family loss. We have gone through friend loss, job loss, job transfer, moving across the country, health issues. We have gone through money issues. (laughs) So Our relationship has now become so much stronger from all of those things that have been put in place. But money for me is a different avenue than I believe it is for him in terms of our mentality. And I think that because my self-esteem was so low for so long in my life and I felt less than not deserving, all of these negative things in general about my life, it really started to affect the areas of making money. When I was teaching, it's just a stable income. As long as you don't get fired, which is nearly impossible, (laughs) as long as you don't get fired, you'll have money coming in. And when I quit teaching in the middle of the year and I moved across the country with Jared, it 
was a little different. I wasn't sure of how to feel. I felt like the pressure wasn't on me to make money because I had to make a big life decision to leave what I was doing. But then, you know, I tried building a business and I realized that that wasn't going to work unless I got everything with myself in check. And perhaps, you know, the paper flower stuff isn't a business. Maybe it's just something I kind of just do whenever. But I got to test that out and experience it and I felt good about it. But I needed to get myself in check in order to make anything work for the long haul. I'm not in it for the quick second or the quick cash or whatever. I'm working on building every single step of myself and unlearning everything that I had assumed or saw life as when in reality I can change at any moment, my thoughts can change at any moment, and I can redirect myself in the way that I really want to go in. So I feel good about that avenue and this book has really placed that in my lap to feel good that I know it's me that has to hold myself accountable for the way that I think and perceive things because then that enhances certain areas of my life that I'm trying to get better at. Anyways, there are so many good quotes from this book. I saved a bunch of them. I picked out a couple of things that I really wanted to touch on, but instead of me going through every single thing and bulleting it, I'm just going to pull out the best things that I feel could be relevant for you. Before even considering the money, because she talks about her trials and tribulations with money personally within her areas of life, it's neat and interesting to kind of not compare, but just see how situations are so incredibly different from each other, yet the mindset is the same and the problem then occurs. So she asks a really important question of what do you really want out of life? What are you trying to achieve for yourself in this one life that you have? That achievement could be being a mother because that's an ambitious goal, an ambitious life, an ambitious choice that you make if that's the avenue you choose. But that doesn't mean that you're just only a mother. There are a million other things too. Some people really want their own business or to buy a home for their family because that's something that they've always wanted or whatever the ambitious goal might be, to travel the world, to be a solo bachelor, flying around on jet planes, (laughs) meeting really cool artists, whatever it is, whatever ambitious goal, like what is it that you're really trying to achieve? And look at yourself in this moment now. How do you feel about this moment now that you're in? Do you feel that it's really what you want? And these could be even smaller things like, wanting to eat healthier because you haven't been on track in terms of your health overall. They could be small things like wanting to eat healthier foods because you went to the doctor and found out that you've been eating like crap the past couple of years and it's affecting you now and you can feel it. Or perhaps it could be that you really want to get more exercise because you now have grandkids or you have your own children and you want to be active and hang out with them it could be whatever it is whatever it might be when I'm you know my life is different than most people so I get it in terms of people not really knowing what's going on with me but what is it that you really want out of life I want flexibility period end of story I have told Jared a million times that I need flexibility in order to be my best self. 
I need to decide when and where, how I want to do things. I am very diligent. I get things done on time in terms of, you know, I get things done when I need to get them done. I don't wait till last minute. However, if something spontaneous happens, I'm all on board of taking the spontaneous option. I've learned over and over and over again that if you take the spontaneous option that pops up sometimes, for me, there's at least one every day. (laughs) So when I have a spontaneous thing that picks up, it reminds me that something good is on the other end, whether it's just the experience or me growing as a person and just going with it. But I need flexibility. I need it. When I was teaching, I did not have flexibility. Even when I thought I did in terms of making specific guided reading, guided reading lesson plan groups for my low kiddos and my high kiddos, which I hated calling them that because that's totally oh, a lot of the words in the language that I used. I wish I could just go back into the classroom and flip it because now I know so much about it. But anyways, the flexibility that I really, really wanted was to be able to do things on my terms. And it was impossible for me to consistently do that in a classroom. Now, flexibility, I look at every piece of my life and I can feel that flexibility exists. Not everyone has the opportunity to live a life like I live, but there are ways that other people live that I might never or will never have the opportunity to live. But that doesn't mean that my life is more or less than anybody else's. I'm doing what works for me and not feeling guilty about it. For so long, I felt like, okay, well, most people are at work during the day. That means I have to be at work during the day. Most people are doing this. That means that I should be doing this. It was always follow the crowd kind of mentality. But when I followed the crowd with everything, I lost myself within it. So in order for me to feel my truest self and stand out within that crowd, (laughs) flexibility is my key. So my advice to you is to really figure out what thing do you really want in your life that you know could make your life better and start with that. Another important piece that she touched on was tenacity. I never really knew what this word meant. I hadn't heard it very much growing up. I started recently coming across this word in some of the self-help books that I've been reading and improvement things. But she gives a really, really great description of it. She says tenacity is like walking through the fire and staying the course no matter how hot the fire gets. So it's being really diligent, no matter how low it is, no matter how shitty, no matter how exhausting, how many negative experiences you have to go through in order to experience something on the other side. No matter what, you're staying course, you're staying the course because you're determined to gain something bigger from it. I want to share this quote that's specific, that's directly from the book. When you change who you're being, you will upset people, you will lose friends, and maybe even cause rifts with family members, so your desire to grow into who you're meant to be must be firmly placed in the very front of your mind at all times, as must the specifics of the life you're creating for yourself and feelings associated with it. 
so you have the courage to stay the course. It's being ruthless. It's no matter what, this is how it's going to be until, you know, whatever your line is. Here's an example. My sister's birthday was the other day. We are not really talking. She called on my birthday. Long story. I spoke with her on my birthday. I was not anticipating it. I didn't really want to, but I felt really, really fucking good after I got off the phone with her because nobody can bring me down anymore. There was never an intentional trying to bring me down from my sister. I totally get that now. But she has her own emotional stuff that she really needs to handle. And I'm tired and no longer accepting anyone else's emotional emotional baggage placed onto me. Not even for a second. Now... Placing baggage and sympathizing or empathizing are two totally different things. If somebody's going through something personal and they want to share it with me, I take that as the most rewarding, loving gesture of someone sharing a personal, personal, personal thing that they didn't have to share with anybody, but they chose to share it with me because they can trust me, because I'm there for people. And... That is different than someone having an extreme outburst and shoving their shit in your face, putting that energy into you, and it's stuck in you, and it eats you up. I'm over that. No longer am I accepting that. So it was her birthday the other day, and I wrote it down on paper. I said, call Natalie. (laughs) I wrote it on a sticky note before bed, almost like I was reminding myself I had to do something. I had to do something. It was something that I had to do, not wanted to do. And I woke up the next morning, and it just so happens that it's one of Jared's closest friend's birthdays also on the same day as hers. And he sent him a message, happy birthday. And I said, oh, I need to send her one. And he said, why are you going to send her one after everything that's happened? after how much growth you've made with yourself. Why are you going to put yourself in a position knowing exactly what's going to happen on the other end? You know how she's going to react. Why are you going to get yourself off the course of consistently doing what's best for you and not what is going to make someone else temporarily feel good for however long? Like, your words will not change someone's overall behavior no matter how much you talk to them for whatever reason, birthday, holiday, I care about you, how are things in life, no matter what conversations, how many times, it's 100% up to the other person or to you or whoever to get yourself in check and to recognize that you're out of check. And if that means that I have to step out of your life for you to get your shit together, that's me respectfully saying I love you, but I'm not putting myself in that position anymore. I'm here for you. I'm here. But I'm with the distanced and I'm doing what's best for me. So your behavior has got to be consistently better. With a commitment on it being better forever. You are capable of doing that. So anyways, that's a personal course one with me. 
So this author also touches on how your environment, especially the people that you surround yourself with, truly affect you as a person and how you perceive yourself and the world. So your inner circle, even if it's just family that you spend your time with, the people you work with, the people you do extra things with, the moms that you hang out with because your kids play together or in the same class, the guys that you keep going to the bar out with, the whoever you hang out with, whatever your life is like, the people that you spend that time with are going to cultivate a lot of the energy that you're going to believe about yourself and how you see the world too. You spend the most time with yourself. But of any other human being, any other living being, you spend your most time with yourself. So, what you tell yourself is really important. If you're not telling yourself anything, it's just everybody else telling you things. So that time that you spend with yourself, you're also thinking things. You're also talking to yourself. And when you're talking to yourself about these things, they either tend to be negative or positive. And those thoughts come from the environment that you put yourself in, from what you hear from other people, what you watch, the conversations that you have with coworkers or family members. The environment that you're consistently putting yourself in, that you are choosing to put yourself in, is creating an outlook of how you see things around you and how you perceive yourself. I wanted to feel a certain way because I was no longer happy with how I felt about who I was. I felt like I was doing things for everybody else. I felt like I was trying to prove myself, make people want to be around me, show them that I am a cool person. When in reality, I needed to do that for myself and not focus so much on getting people to like me, but when I was growing up, I didn't have lots of friends. So I felt that I should just try my best to make every single person happy. And that's exhausting and overrated and not worth my time. And now I have the rest of my life to not live life like that. Now I can just decide that I'm a fucking badass bitch and I can do whatever I want. Just like all of you are amazing human beings, you can literally make any choice for yourself and be the coolest human being of yourself. But it's just a choice and a decision. So if I'm in a place that I don't want to be, I leave. If there are certain people that do that have reactions to things around me and who I am, I just don't hang out with them anymore. It is what it is. Not every person in this world will like you. And you have to be okay with that. And once you're okay with that, there is literally nothing stopping you. The biggest piece of advice I can give you, and she can also give you as well too from this book, um, is that awareness in life is so key. I barely talked about money from this book because the majority of this book just hit home for me in a different way that makes sense of why money has been an issue for me. But this awareness is is the first key is so important. If you don't realize that something in your life isn't working for you, then you're going to be stuck where you're at. If you're just doing the same thing every day because you feel like you have to do that, 
which sometimes in life you have to just do things that you hate. I get that. I've been there the past two years, have totally had issues like that. (laughs) You just got to go with the flow and I get that. But if you're continually putting yourself in a position that is causing you stress, creating illness, making relationships around you fall away, you're not enjoying yourself, you're not, you don't have any time for yourself. If these are issues in your life, recognizing that is the first thing. So if you get that down, then really being aware of, okay, well, I'm in this. So why am I in this? Why have I said that this is where I need to be? Or how did I get here? What are all of these things? What are my limiting thoughts and beliefs? Do I think that I can change this? How do I know? Oh, it's scary. I'm not sure. The unknown. I'm not used to it. So question and figure out what's going on with yourself. And then you have the option to decide to think differently that day. Here's an example. I went to the chiropractor with Jared when he hurt his back. That was the main reason we moved to California. Jared went to tons of doctors. He saw some surgeons. He saw acupuncturists. He saw other chiropractors. Um, All of them were either not good at their job and very extremely scary with the things that were going on. And other ones had um, were telling him that he needed surgery. Jared did not want back surgery. I don't blame him. That's absolutely scary. So he looked for alternative methods. He found Dr. John Bergman on YouTube. So if you have like any chronic pain or um, any illness or just like totally want to go check it out. It's a really awesome facility. I got adjusted there for my migraines. He's in Huntington Beach. Um, But anyways, I, I haven't been adjusted by a chiropractor since I moved out here. And that's been almost, you know, 10 months now. Um, well, I guess not even. Maybe somewhere. Who knows? Anyways, I've been up here for a while and I have not been adjusted. And so I decided for the time being until we find the right people or the right person, um, I'm just going to do yoga and see how I feel with that and try to understand my body a little bit more and not rely on somebody else to fix me so much. Um, like I haven't had migraines since I've had my adjustments, which are so amazing and very grateful for. But every now and again, I get like neck tension and I'm just trying to understand how I feel um, and how my body works. So that's a big awareness thing for me. I just want to get more in tune with, okay, well, when something doesn't feel right, how can I better assist my body right now um, if it doesn't feel right? So yoga for me has been really good to create that outlet and it's been helping a lot so we're gonna keep it going so just keep being you essentially with this entire thing this book was really awesome if money's an issue issue for you or wouldn't want to say issue if money is something that you've had a back and forth relationship with and you're ready to just have a different mindset around it and know that it's totally okay to have money and use money for yourself and also use that money for um, bettering the connections with people and other people and supporting the world and whatever it is that your heart desires to do. And for me, I don't know what that totally is, but I know that life is just good right now. 2020 has been really great. New energy, I feel like. So... 
going to keep these podcasts going. I wanted to make this one a bit on the longer side because it has been over a week since I've made anything for you. Just life's been good. Life's been busy. The last meetup was really great. We did hibachi. There are about 15 people who came. Um, and about half of them were returning people, which is so cool. And a lot of these relationships with these people um, have been blooming. Like with Salil, he's a really cool dude who keeps referring people to the group, which is so awesome. Um, just really kind words. And his birthday's coming up, so that's super cool. Reed, Reed just started listening to these podcast episodes. And uh, it's just cool to be able to open up and share connections about relationships and friends and work and just how not everybody thinks the same it feels good and it's cool conversation oh so anywho if you're a lonely souls member in the meetup thanks so much for coming and hanging out with me and there's a meetup next wednesday parma tavern we're doing trivia there is no no joke 65 people on the guest list that are coming so far it's insane (laughs) i don't know if this little tavern can even hold that many people but we're gonna find out so anyways whatever you're up to this week i really hope you're having a great day it's sunny and gorgeous low 50s today because rain and snow are on the way (laughs) anywho have a fabulous week You can always hit me up on Instagram. It is positively underscore dot Erica. I always share lots of stuff on there. And I'll be putting another blog post up at Callie Poppies, C-A-L-I-P-O-P-P-I-E-S dot com. In case you want to read anything, connect with me there. Um, But yeah, hope you're doing well. Sending you lots of love to all over the world. Which, by the way, there are people from all over the world that are listening to this. If you are in another country outside the U.S., like France, U.K., Morocco, or India, thank you so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well. Sending you lots of love. See you guys later.